So the next thing that we're going to talk about is uh, partnerships, and this is a really important uh, issue, and uh, because it's it, this is this kind of whole approach is not going to happen uh, without cooperation and partnership between uh, the public sector, private sector, the business community, developers, and so forth. So it, it really is important to figure out who are your advocates, who you can work with, and how you can get this incremental change started. So the uh, last section is resources, tools, and strategies. The things that we'll be talking about are different issues, and um, some of these I'll touch on more than others. Uh, you can build it from scratch, energize business districts, improve walkability, move towards sustainability and health, adopt new land use planning and policies, and build partnerships. Are so the topics of things that ways to to proceed and try to get things started in the community. So the as far as um, how to use the information that you can. Uh, as th people are tr talking about projects in the community, start thinking about these principles and, and see if they're, they support them or not. And sometimes, you know, not everything has to be smart growth, but there might be little changes that could happen to a project that it would be more beneficial to the community if you enhance it with some of the, the issues that we've talked about. And then also, it, this is uh, an emphasis is really making sure that decisions represent what the community wants and those are the people that live here and work here and I always feel like that the realtors are really key to that because you work with people every day you kind of have your pulse on who's living here what they want you talk to a large group of folks and so it's real important to become involved in the process and the decision making so the, the goal of smart growth is to, to, to stop doing everything as you have in the past. You can continue to do some of the stuff that you've done in the past, but start thinking about different ways to move away from the same old way of making decisions and doing business. Uh, you you want to try to achieve more efficient regional growth patterns, more walkable mixed-use neighborhoods, a better mix of housing types and prices, enhance preservation of open spaces and an end to uncoordinated counterproductive development. So um, and, and an example of that would be in a lot of communities in where I live and have done work, if you have a two major thoroughfares, you, you just color them red on the map and they're going to be commercial and so, so, or retail. And so, so many of the communities that we work in have empty strip centers because everyone wanted to get on that bandwagon and there's just not enough uh, um, rooftops to support uh, retail at every single corner. So people are starting to rethink that whole decision-making trend. So that's one way that you could uh, start trying to look at what are better development patterns that uh, respond more to the market than, than just old ways of making decisions. So the build it from scratch is, is looking at areas, greenfields, where instead of building, say, a garden apartments that are separated in a mall somewhere, that you start looking at the, the mixed use and the more dense areas. Um, this is a transit-oriented development and a kind of famous one in, in Hillsboro, Oregon that 
that they put the rail line and, and it's now, it's a, a suburb, but it has that, that community center. They really tried to build uh, the, an old time type of downtown in that area and have been uh, pretty successful about that. We have, um, back in the 80s when we built the Dallas transit um, lines, and Dallas now has more uh, rail lines than I think any country in the U.S., we looked at putting them where no one was. So I, at one point I had a map that showed, it was done at night and the rail lines were everywhere because no one wanted them anywhere near them. They, everyone was kind of against them but they need, knew that we needed them. So we put them where people weren't and over time we started to fill it in but it took a long, it's taken out, that was 30 or 35 years ago that we first uh, started doing that. So we didn't really have transit-oriented de development for a long time. We had stations with parking lots where people would drive and then uh, move in. But it's, it's happening, and it, it has been a great way to get development in some uh, very declining areas. So uh, the interesting thing about this building, um, I, I, a lot of people in their 20s Really, uh, my daughter calls it Disneyland when you build some of the communities that you build, and they place a lot bigger value on having that that kind of historic and mixed in to new development. You can have the new, but they, but a lot of the younger people really like to have that sense of history, uh, like you have here in so many of, of the thoroughfares you've got that you could you could combine the old with the new, and and uh, sometimes that's uh, there's nothing wrong with this, but, but I think that there's a real opportunity here to, to build on what you have and that character you have. <clears throat>